This is a call out. I want all the smoke, Bayhive. I want it all. You know what? And you know what? Bees don't like smoke. So you can't handle this smoke. Come at me, Bayhive. Let's go. Let's fight. Damn, that's crazy, yo. Like, I didn't even, like, see you there. <laughs> yo, but, like, I just want to say, welcome back to episode four of My Life's a Joke. This is the fourth episode of the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to get this started today. And we got a good show for you guys today, and we're going to talk about a couple of different things on the docket today. I'm going to put timestamps in the description. If you don't like what we're talking about, that's what the fast forward button is for. Just skip ahead a little bit, skip to the next section, and and you know what? No harm done. I won't take it personally, won't be offended. You know, this is not, <laughs> this is a safe space podcast. You know, we're all... I don't even know what I'm saying, but welcome back, guys, to My Life's a Joke. And you know what? We're going to get things rolling today. First things first, though, if you're not already a subscriber on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate and review when you're done listening to this episode. That would help me out a lot. If you're listening on Spotify, then share us on your story. Do whatever you got to do to support the channel, Um, (laughs) the channel, the podcast. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you want to do to support the podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, uh, that's where you can find all my announcements about the podcast. So that's at Ludacris, L-U-U-D-D-A-C-H-R-I-S. And follow me there. I'll post links to the podcast when I drop a new episode. We're trying to keep this weekly, but we're going to get right into it right now. And the first thing we're going to talk about today is Ed Sheeran is getting his own like brand, not brand, but his own line of ketchup. This man, you know, he's dedicated to his ketchup. He's got an Heinz ketchup tattoo on his bicep or something like that. It's crazy. They're calling it Ed Chup. It's not available yet, um, but they're going to release it, I don't know, sometime soon. And dude, why? <laughs> why? I don't understand it. I get it. It's a marketing a marketing play, I, but... Other than that, I really don't understand the purpose for it other than just, you know, uh, increasing brand awareness or brand recognition. Who knows? I don't really get it why this man's getting his own bottle of ketchup and it says Ed Chup, like Ed Sheeran. You get it, guys? Aren't corporations so funny? Aren't they just hilarious? So creative. But he's getting his own line of ketchup. There's I don't think there's anything actually different about it in terms of the taste or uh, the color or anything like that. Remember when they used to do colors of ketchup? I swear. Hold on. Hold on. I got to look this up. I swear there was like purple ketchup, colored ketchup. Ew, there was green ketchup. Oh, the red. Obviously, there's red. Yeah, but there's green ketchup and purple ketchup back in the day. What? Who wants this? Blue, it looks like, too. Ugh, that looks disgusting. It looks like you're literally pouring paint onto your hot dog or your burger. So I guess it's not the dumbest thing that Heinz has ever done. Um, but yeah, he's getting his own line of ketchup. And 
all I got to say to that is where is my where's my sponsorship? I think I deserve a sponsorship, but I don't like ketchup. So I don't want none of that. I don't want any of the Heinz. Heinz, you got Ed Sheeran. You know what? That's fine. You missed out on a great opportunity to sponsor me, but I'm I get it. I'm not going to hold it against you. You know what? I'm a big mustard guy. So French's mustard. Where is my sponsorship at? Where's my sponsorship? French's mustard. And you know what? This is perfect because I just took an ancestry DNA test to find out my family heritage and all that, you know, just to find out something I already knew, which is that I'm 100 percent white. <laughs> but where is my French's mustard sponsorship on the ancestry DNA test? It came back, said I was 25 percent French. And you know what? I think that's enough to get a sponsorship from French's mustard. Have you ever got have you guys ever done one of those ancestry DNA tests? I'm not really sure how accurate they are, um, but they're like kind of fun to do, I guess. I mean, not I mean, <laughs> there's not much fun involved. You really you literally spit into a tube and then mail it to them. But then they come back like six weeks later and tell you about your heritage or whatever. But it was really cool to find out, you know, like where my family lineage was or whatever. And it was really awesome. But, you know, it was a little confusing at the start. Like when I went onto the website, it was like, oh, you are uh, picket fence white. (laughs) And you're that's a terrible joke. That was so bad. But you know what? There's something that was actually really interesting. Like you could trace your lineage all the way back. This is not a sponsorship, by the way. Ancestry DNA. If you want to sponsor me, too, that's cool. But if you go onto the website, they you can like map out a family tree and all that. And they were like, oh, like it was really cool to see. Like I was connected to the Wright brothers. Like my family goes all the way back to the Wright brothers. You know, the guys that. Like the, you know, the guys that made the planes that invented air travel or whatever. It was awesome. So like we're not directly affiliated, but like my family was the first uh, was the first uh, set of people to clap when the airplane landed. And you know what? That's about as white as it gets. (laughs) But (laughs) huge tangent there. But back to Ed Sheeran, don't really understand it. Kind of like the news, news articles, air quotes about it. Don't really talk about much. They're just like, oh, yeah, he has, a, you know, a bottle of ketchup coming up and it's got like a little tomato on it um, and the leaves are like kind of in his hairstyle and it, and the tomato has glasses. So it's like super cute. You guys it's very aesthetic <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, I don't really get it, but it's called Heinz Tomato Edchup. So edgy. <laughs> Rock on, Heinz. Keep doing your thing. But actually stop, because this is like, what is even the point of this? Other than to make Ed Sheeran happy. And Ed Sheeran, you know, he seems like a nice guy, so good for him. But Heinz, like, dude, I feel like they think that they, this is going to be the biggest thing. Like, I feel like they're looking at this and they're like, oh, yo, this is the best idea we've ever had since colored ketchup. Next topic, the Raptors, one win away from the Stanley Cup finals, (laughs) one win away from an NBA championship. And it's honestly insane. Like we have a legit chance to win it, but I'm not going to talk about Raptors anymore because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about, about basketball. I'm not a huge sports fan, more of a casual sports fan. But honestly, it's amazing that the Raptors are in the finals and it's amazing that they're so close to winning it all. But what I do want to talk about is 
the Golden State game, apparently uh, the owner and his wife had invited Jay-Z and Beyonce courtside and a video had surfaced from that game of, I guess, the wife's or sorry, the, the owner's wife leaning over to Jay-Z, um, like, I guess, sort of across Beyonce to what what they said. It was that they were she was like taking their drink order or whatever. And, you know, the Internet just went ablaze with like people coming out and they attacked this woman because I, I guess they thought Beyonce looked uncomfortable when she did that or whatever. And, and people reading into the situation more than it needs to be read into. You know how the Internet is. They'll get you know worked up over everything or anything. But specifically the Bay Hive, Beyonce's fans, they are crazy, yo. They're wild. They're actually nuts. Like they apparently, you know, targeted this woman um, sent her death threats. She had to delete her Instagram and stuff like that. Like, yo, Bayhive, calm down, chill a little bit, relax. Apparently Beyonce's publicist came out and was like, no, everything's good. Like, you know, everyone loves each other. There was no, um, you know, hard feelings or no anything you get, you get what I'm trying to say, but that didn't stop people from just <laughs> harassing this woman online and the Bayhive, they just go hard. They don't care. They will protect Beyonce at all costs because she is the queen bee. But you know what? Bayhive, you know, they say the bees are dying at an alarming rate. And I just wish that the Bayhive would die at an alarming rate. Not literally. I'm not wishing death on people. But like, seriously, Bayhive, can we can we take it down a notch? Can we chill a little bit? Take a step back? Why are we so invested in this woman's life that we it's just I don't know. Like you spend your own free will and time to harass this woman on Instagram so much, send her death threats until she deletes all of her social media and all of her digital presence. And like you feel good about yourself after that? Like, yes, I defended Beyonce from this predatory woman trying to swoop in on Jay-Z or something. I don't know what goes through these people's heads, but I feel like the people that um, people that are a part of the Bayhive that go off on these types of people and defend her at all costs are like the same kinds of um, sports fans that get into fights at games. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? The person on the ice or on the court, the team does not care about you. And they were not, they're not going to champion you for fighting a rival fan in the stands. So beyond, I don't think Beyonce is going to champion you guys and like say, like reach out to every one of you and say, hey, thanks for defending me as that woman asked for my drink order. Like, let's let's take it a step back a bit because God damn. And you know what? If the Bay Hive comes after me, I can handle it. This is a call out. I want all the smoke, Bayhive. I want it all. You know what? And you know what? Bees don't like smoke. So you can't handle this smoke. Come at me, Bayhive. Let's go. Let's fight. But just online. I don't want like a real world altercation. I, I li I'd like to keep this virtual. I'd like to be able to hide behind my microphone and, and say tough things if that's cool with you. So we can we can we can fight like that. But <laughs> But anyways, guys, that was like two two short little things. I think, you know what? Edchup, it's stupid. I don't like ketchup and I don't like Edchup, but I still like Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, do your thing. And Beyonce, you know what? Her, Beyonce's publicist came out and said something. But you know what? I don't think out of all the times the Bayhive has gone off, I don't think I've ever seen Beyonce come out and make a public statement 
and be like, guys, relax. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Let's just let's just relax a bit. And like, oh, I'm friends with this person. I don't think I've ever seen her make a public statement like that. And you know what? I'm not one to say that people like celebrities or whoever are responsible uh, for the actions of their fans that are, you know, unsolicited actions. Right. Unless you're calling for something. Um, But I feel like you got to come out and sort of disavow it or just say that you don't condone that kind of behavior, because like I don't really understand why she's like notoriously silent about it. Maybe she just doesn't want to get involved, which totally fair, totally fair. And just lets her publicist handle it. You know, she's a busy woman. She's busy, you know, running the world. Get it? Because who run the world? Girls. (laughs) Honestly, I think, I think she should come out and say something, but that's just my, you know, uninformed opinion. All right, so the next thing we want to talk about, those two short little segments I wanted to get into, and next up, we're going to do something like I did last week. Last week, we talked about the $18 million maple syrup heist, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back uh, after this one, listen to that one. It's probably the best one that I think I've put out so far, uh, and I think it's a really good episode, um, and you know what? I, I, I want to do more of these kind of segments, and I can't really think of a name for it, Um, But I found like a placeholder name. You know what? We're going to call it uh, laugh and learn. And you know what? Isn't that fun and friendly? Is it is it corny as as hell? Oh, yeah. Is it kind of bad and really cheesy? You bet your ass it is. But I can't think of anything better. And it's a dumb name, but we're going to use it as a placeholder right now, unless I can think of something better. But we're going to laugh and learn. We laughed and learned laughed and learned about the maple syrup heist last week and this week i want to talk to you guys about project x baby let's go project x let's rage baby (laughs) we're gonna rage by myself (laughs) welcome back to another episode of me alone in my room trying to be funny cricket sounds no i feel like i should perform in front of a live audience in my room. Is that weird? That's pretty weird. That's definitely weird. Never mind. But we're going to go, we're going to get right into this next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Project X. Uh, mainly, you know, I'm not going to talk about the movie. We've all seen the movie, hopefully. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. You definitely don't party, dude. You definitely like don't even rage a little bit. But if you haven't seen the Project X movie, you know what? You don't even have to listen to the Project X movie. You can still enjoy this segment and we're going to get right into it right after a word from our sponsor. Hey, what's up, you guys? Our sponsor today is me, Chris Downs, because this is a podcast that has four episodes and really not the audience size to attract any major brands. So right now, I am sponsoring this podcast until French, French's Mustard, gets off their lazy butt and slides in my DMs and we get my very own brand and line of mustard. All right, now enjoy this segment on Project X. All right, guys, so welcome to the second edition of this segment, Laugh and Learn. This one is going to be on Project X, the movie, and we're breaking down the story behind the movie. 
Now, um, it was mostly rumored, but pretty much generally accepted that this course of events was inspired uh, or this course of events inspired the Project X movie. So we're going to get right into it. So the, the subject of our discussion today is a guy by the name of Corey Worthington. Um, so if you've ever seen a picture of this guy or if you've seen the interview um, that went really viral online, which we'll play for you later, you'll know that uh, he looks like the anime version of Logan Paul. And he's a 16-year-old at the time, 16-year-old Australian lad, just looking for a good time with the lads, with his best mates. And uh, just to set the tone a little bit, I've noticed that some of the greatest movies over the last five to 10 years have been based off true events, you know, like The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, And these aren't, you know, I'm not saying these are Oscar winning movies. I'm just saying I like these movies. But some of these really great movies, you know, like The Wolf of Wall Street based on a true story, The Big Short, uh, the one about the financial housing market crash and, you know, obviously Avengers Endgame based on a true story. I'll have you know. So let's stop rambling and let's get back to our boy Corey Worthington. So on January 12th of 2008, Corey Worthington is a 16-year-old Australian lad. He's waving goodbye to his parents as they leave for vacation. And they made him promise he wouldn't throw any parties at the house while they were away. So naturally, he did what any self-respecting, rebellious 16-year-old legend would do and proceeded to throw the biggest banger the world has ever seen. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So like most high school parties that get way too out of hand, it all started on social media. Corey took to his MySpace page, uh, which if you don't know what MySpace is, it's what Facebook will be in about five to 10 years. (laughs) Anyways, he posted on his MySpace page. He said, parents away. Tell your mates you don't want to miss it. It's going to be huge. He also spelt mates M like eight, the number S. So in 2008, he releases this statement on MySpace. And anybody that's made a Facebook event before knows that, you know, it really doesn't matter how many people click going on that event. You'll probably only see maybe 20, 30 percent of your invite of your invite list, maybe max of 50 percent a show up to the actual event. Um, And you know what? Let's take this second to address the maybes out there. If you click maybe on an event, it's because you're soft and you probably have no spine like Clicking maybe on an event is for people who know they're not going to go, but kind of want you to think that they might show up like they want to give themselves like this, like celebrity status almost like, oh, you know what? I might show up fashionably late because I'm a maybe kind of guy. And you know what? I got other plans. I got other parties to go to and I'm busy. So, you know what? If I don't show up, you're going to have FOMO, not me. (laughs) But you know what? I'm kind of a maybe guy. I think it's time for me to come out as a maybe guy. I have done this. I've done this plenty of times before. I've done this recently. I've clicked clicked maybe on a Facebook event. And I want to apologize to those people on this platform that I have right now. I'm sorry that I'm a terrible person and a hypocrite and a liar. But when I click maybe, it's like, you know, it's different. You know, it's like a do as I say, not as I do. So if you click maybe on my event, you know what? Screw you, bud. I can click maybe on your event because I'm just that kind of guy. I should really stop doing that, though, because if you click maybe on an event, just say can't go. You know what? Actually, next time, if I see you click maybe on my event, you're uninvited. You lost your invite. All right. You had your chance. You blew it. 
get out of here. But back to the story of Corey Worthington. This is the tangent podcast, by the way, where I just go off on tangents and rambles and who knows when I'll get back to the thing I want to be talking about. This is why I need a (laughs) co-host, because I need someone to keep me on track. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. But back to Corey Worthington. So he posts on MySpace. His parents are away. Get all your mates and come on through to this party. So, you know, he you know, he may have expected not that many people or whatever. I don't really know if he what he expected. Um, But if you're sitting there thinking, well, everyone I invite shows up because they know I rage. Sorry, I. I didn't realize that you peaked in high school, but for Corey, he definitely peaked in high school because over 500 people reportedly show up to his house ready to burn that shit to the ground. So the party consequentially just has too many people. The party is raging over 500 kids there, teenagers just partying in this like two story house. So obviously the party spills into the street and now this house party has become a block party. Teens were seen throwing bricks and glass, jumping on parked cars, breaking mailboxes, vandalizing neighborhood properties, basically the works of pretty much any high school party that gets out of hand. And uh, all of this pent up virgin aggression reached a boil. And I think it's safe to say that there were enough bad boys at this party to satisfy every rebellious teenage girl's dream and fulfill every dad's worst nightmare. So obviously, as I said, it became a block party, garnered a lot of attention from the neighbors and in beauty like fashion, the neighborhood watch invited even more people to the party because they respect the rage, except these uh, fashionably late party goers actually happened to be the police, not not other partiers. So way to accidentally be a narc, Sharon. Uh, don't you know the saying is what's the 411? It's not what's the 911. God, Sharon out here making simple mistakes. How do I use the cellular telephone? Honestly, Sharon probably just called the cops because she heard rap music and it's probably, you know, not something you want to hear in a neighborhood of. This is a nice suburban area and we don't tolerate that kind of racket around here. (laughs) But soon enough, the cops show up and they bring out the cavalry, man. They brought out the canine unit. There's a bunch of police cars and there's even a helicopter to capture some sick drone footage for the after movie. What beauties. You think this would be enough to scare every kid straight, but no. Police cars were damaged and at times officers were actually forced to retreat for their own safety or whatever that means. And it sounds like they couldn't hang if you ask me. So one point for the group of rowdy teens and zero points for the entire police force of Australia or whatever. (laughs) So after hours of reinforcements and white kids unironically playing fuck the police by NWA, police were finally able to shut the party down. In the aftermath of the party, host Corey Worthington was asked to comment on the night's events. He responded with, last night was like a movie, dude. I can't remember. I was just so off my head. And that's not an Australian accent, but it's the one I'm going to go with. Corey is clearly not above faking a blackout to stay out of trouble, but Corey's foggy memory didn't stop the police from presenting Corey with a $20,000 fine, which honestly, man, kind of soft, kind of soft. If you ask me, Corey's so-called movie accumulated the same amount of costs as an indie film made by your annoying arts major cousin that squandered his trust fund away on a movie about 
God knows what. The bees. <laughs> Honestly, though, Corey, $20,000, bro, you could have done better. Do better, bud. Take that as, you know, a stepping stone. Learn from this experience and shoot for a bigger fine next time, my guy. Because 20K is nothing. <laughs> Before Corey's parents could get home and ground him for what was probably only a week, uh, he appeared on an Australian news show called A Current Affair. And instead of describing how that whole interview went, I'm just going to play it for you guys. Well, it's the real-life risky business. A teenager holds an alcohol-fueled party for hundreds of kids while his unsuspecting parents are on holiday. 16-year-old Corey Worthington is now facing not only the wrath of mum and dad, but a $20,000 fine from police. I spoke to him a short time ago. Corey, thanks for joining us. The only question that I can think to ask is, what were you thinking? Um... Sorry, he's just about to say, oh, I wasn't, but like, come on. I think the, the host's name is like Layla or something like that, um, but she really looks more like a Carol. So we're going to call her Carol and come on, Carol, like w- way to go with the classic disappointed white mother question. Um, What were you thinking, young man? What were you thinking? He's like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't thinking, which is the the only response you're going to get out of a teenager but what they were really thinking is like um i don't know carol i was probably thinking i could get laid probably thinking i could become the coolest kid in school probably thinking i could get away with it probably thinking i just wanted to have a good time carol why are you hating but here we go what were you thinking Corey? wasn't really did your parents say you could have a party um no so didn't. why did you? Um, I don't know. It was just a get together with a couple mates at first, and then we thought we might as well just have a bit of a party, and then it sort of just got out of hand, and yeah. Well, five hundred people turned up. The air wing of the police force, the dog squad, your neighbours' cars were being destroyed. What have your uh, parents had to say, Corey? Um, I haven't really talked to them because every time they call, I don't answer. Because yeah, they probably try to kill me. Beauty move. Beauty move by Corey. Corey knows, yo, if you don't think your parents are going to kill you, like, you know, when you like pick up your phone, you're like, oh my God, I have 20 missed calls from my mom or something like that. You're like, okay, so I'm going to die today. All right. It's been real fellas. Thanks so much. Uh, I just missed uh, 10 straight calls in a row from my mom. Uh, So this is my last night out. Let's uh, like, let's drink like it's our last day on earth because for me, it just might be. This guy knows his parents are going to have it in for him. He's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not taking the call. No. Oh, oh, mom. Is, oh, is that you? A boop. A hang up. A boop. <laughs> A boop. That's my hang up noise. I'm going to do all the sound effects this episode. And a boop is hanging up. <laughs> but here we go. This guy dodging calls from his parents. And uh, Carol is just laying it on with the like, basically she's like a surrogate mom in this role she's like just laying on the white mom disappointed um spiel what were you thinking young man you know did your parents say you could have a party no obviously they did not carol and you know that moms they love to ask questions they already know the answers to but let's continue with this interview so that's a short-term strategy 
you're going to have to talk to them eventually. What are you going to say? Uh, sorry. <laughs> are you sorry? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. You don't sound very sorry. But I can't be exactly blamed for everything that happened because it wasn't in the house. It was out in the street and I didn't do it. Like, the police said, you stay inside so you don't get in trouble. So I did what he said, so... Why don't you take this opportunity now to apologise to your parents and to your neighbours who have said today that they were frightened? Well, I've already, I've already offered like, to say sorry to them and stuff when I see them, so I will say sorry now for everything that happened. Why don't you take uh, your glasses off so we can see you and then apologise mm, to your neighbours for frightening nah, them? Nah, I'll leave these on. Nah, I like them. They've, they might be fined $20,000... Are you going to try and pay that for them? Yeah, but I don't think it's fair they'll be fined it because what happened, it was my party, but it could have just been any random person walking in the street doing it. What well, happens all the time. Your parents were out of town. You put out the invitation. You started it. Why don't you make a grown-up decision now and accept responsibility, take off those glasses and apologise to everybody that you frightened, to the police who were forced to retreat and whose cars have been damaged, and to the community who've had to pay for this? Take, your, take off your I'll, glasses and apologise to us. I'll say sorry, but I'm not taking off my glasses. Why not? Because they're famous. Because your glasses are famous. Yeah. Why are your glasses famous? I know. Everyone likes them, so I know. I'm not taking them off. You're pretty happy with the way you look and the attitude you've got, are you? Yeah. My parents aren't, but I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> this guy is a total lad. I love it. Carol is obsessed with him taking off his glasses, and you know what? Let him leave the glasses on. They're famous. He's famous and the glasses are famous now, Carol. Don't you understand that? Have some sympathy for the glasses. They just want their 15 minutes of fame just as much as he does. I honestly wonder if those glasses are probably worth something now. I wonder if he's ever like tried to auction them off or something. But she, she, she just going in on him. She's like really trying to drive home like this serious point. And we get it. Honestly, I'm not trying to down. I mean, I am downplaying this entire situation. But yeah, clearly it was a like a very frightening event nearing a riot and you know, people were scared and there was property damage and all that kind of stuff is all serious, of course, but she's just like driving at home, like really trying to get him to take it seriously. And honestly, she's kind of losing. If there's a winner and a loser in this kind of, in this interview, I want to say Carol is, is, is probably losing because <laughs> Corey's responses are just hilarious. Let's, let's finish up this. Let's wrap up this interview. Corey, we've got to wrap this up, but what would you say to other kids who were thinking of partying when their parents are out of town? Get me to do it for you. Get you to do it for you. What a legend. What a legend. An entrepreneur, even. You got to respect the hustle. You know, he's out here hustling and he's trying to promote his business, Carol. Can't you understand this man's a grinder? He's a grinder. He's a hustler. You know, Carol, he probably wakes up at 5 a.m. with an alarm that says rise and grind. And Carol, I don't know if you rise and grind. You just rise and whine. Not don't do yes. it. Nah, get me to do it for you. Best party ever so far. That's what everyone's been saying, so. Well, we've got to go, but I suggest you go away and uh, take a good, long, hard look at yourself. Ooh, 
Got him! I suggest that you run along. You go away and take a good, long, hard look at yourself, young man. You got him, Carol. You flamed him. You got him. She's pulling out all the stops here with every single disappointed mother uh, spiel. Like, you know, they do they write a book on this when you become a parent? Like, do they give you a script? You're like, OK, here's what you do. Uh, you follow this script. It's like a sales script. And uh, this is how you make your child um, only kind of realize that they're um, in the wrong uh, and they'll say what you want to hear. And uh, that'll be the end of it. And next time you uh, turn your back on them, uh, they'll probably do it again. (laughs) This Corey guy, he is a legend. I have. Everyone has. They love it. They love it. Corey Worthington. So when she says, take a good, long, hard look at yourself, he's like, I have. Everybody has. They love it. This guy, he is not faced by Carol. Carol, you got to work on your intimidation tactics because I got to say that he probably got the better of that exchange. You know, apparently, uh, like fast forward 10 years uh, after this party, after every all the aftermath had died down um, uh, last year in 2018, there was like apparently supposed to be like a like a 10 year anniversary party. But it was like largely kind of just like an Internet hoax. I don't think anything actually came of it. So with Corey being a minor at the time of the incident, there isn't a whole lot of publicly disclosed legal information. Uh, But as far as I can tell through the research that I did, there were no arrests made. Uh, Corey didn't get arrested. He was brought into police custody uh, and questioned about the party, uh, probably wondering when the next one was and if they could get an invite. (laughs) But in the end, he wasn't actually arrested. So I think he got the $20,000 fine, um, but there were no arrests made. Uh, and then after the events of the party uh, that supposedly inspired the Project X movie, Corey went on to become a DJ for a little bit. Uh, he had a short stint on a reality show called Big Brother, and he even appeared on the Australian version of Ninja Warrior, uh, you know, like the parkour version of Wipeout in uh, 2018. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's cleaned up his life now and uh, he's gotten really into health and fitness um, and he's like, I don't know, trying to clean up his life, but who cares, man? Yada, yada, yada. Way to cave to the system, man. You should have became the next like Australian Stevo and started Australian jackass. Kangaroo jackass. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it. I know I, I jumped around a lot there, but I hope it was somewhat easy to follow the cliff notes. This guy went on social media 500 people showed up to a two-story house, kind of like an almost riot happened. Uh, police came out in full force with the canine unit, helicopter, all that. Um, it doesn't really seem to say like how much money and damages to other people's property was caused, um, but he only really got a $20,000 fine, which honestly kind of seems like nothing, or it kind of seems like nothing compared to the damages that were supposedly caused. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the story of Corey Worthington. And that is what is widely believed to, uh, be what project X is based on. So guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this segment of laugh and learn still a really cheesy title. And I cringe a little bit every time I say it, but I can't think of anything else right now. So I'm going to go back to the drawing board and hopefully think of something that is less cringy than laugh and learn. Cause oh my God, it sounds like reading rainbow. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this segment. And I like doing these kinds of segments where I do a little bit of research on an event uh, and try to make some jokes about it. And uh, just, you know, you guys get to laugh and you learn a little bit as I tell it to you. 
And that's the whole idea. So hopefully we'll do another one. And I'm not really sure what it's going to be on, but, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next one. This podcast has gone on a lot longer than the previous ones have. And I was going to include another segment, um, but I think I want to keep this, uh, you know, under an hour. Uh, and I feel like if I go into this next segment, it might go over that. Um, but on uh, I'll, I'll maybe drop another episode later this week or something. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, it's, we're going to talk about a reality show that I actually just got into. It's called Love Island, and it's awesome. My brother put me onto it and he might actually be a uh, guest appearance. We'll talk about the show. We might do like weekly recaps of the show. So if you guys are fans of Love Island, that's awesome. You can come to us for that kind of content. We're going to kind of break down the week, I think week by week, what happens, uh, what our thoughts are. Um, So that's what you can kind of expect probably in the future. Um, We'll do more laugh and learn segments. We'll talk more pop culture, more sports, uh, maybe some music or anything like that. We're going to cover it all because I know a little bit about a lot of subjects and I don't know a lot about really anything. So uh, diversify. I think that's what that's called. Um, (laughs) I don't really know. And I'm rambling at this point, but thanks so much again for joining us on My Life's a Joke. And uh, remember to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Share us on your story. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ludacris. And you know what, guys? Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the viewership. And uh, I don't really know how to end these things. I think I need to think of a more structured outro because if I leave it up for me, then I just ramble for an extra five minutes and I waste your time. And your time is valuable. And I know that. I'm thinking about you guys. And I'm excited to do the next episode. So we'll see you in about a week. Because we're staying consistent on this podcast. This is the fourth episode. We've gone week by week. And in another week's time, there'll be another episode. So we'll see you then. All right. Peace.